Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and a very good evening. Welcome to the airways of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with myself, Muhammad Zain Machita, and the gentleman pushing all the right buttons on the other side, none other than Butara Sad Jacobs. Well, it is Q&A, and of course, uh, yes, uh, um, you can SMS us your questions immediately to the number 47913, 47913, it is that easy, all you do is type in your question, and you send it to 47913, and of course, uh, joining us online, the gentleman, none other than Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, who will be answering your questions. Mufti, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairan, Brother Muhammad Zain. Barakallah fikum. MashaAllah, how's Mufti keeping in Joburg this evening? Alhamdulillah, Joburg, we're experiencing a heat wave this week, but we say Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Mufti, we go straight into our very first question this evening. It says, Salam Mufti, can one make a dua in sujood in the far salah? Uh, because I'm always in the habit of saying Astaghfirullah in sujood in the far salah. Is it permissible? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihil kareem amma ba'd all praise due to almighty Allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the nabi of Allah peace be upon him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said أقرب ما يكون العبد من ربي ووساجد فأكثروا فيه الدعاء. The nearest the slave, the servant comes to Almighty Allah is when that servant slave is in sajda. Hence, make abundant dua and recite abundant dua in that posture position. This is authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim. So when we go into sajda in salat, the best dua is Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. But if you read Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, totally permissible, no problem at all. Indeed, uh, remember you can SMS us your questions to the number 47913, 47913, SMSs are charged at 150. Don't wait for the end of the program because then we won't have time to answer your question. Next question, it says, I am a murid of a Sheikh Mufti, um, but would like to come out of it. Uh, can Mufti please advise how does one get out of it? What you should do is you also must display your good akhlaq and good character so whoever your sheikh is, A, B, C, X, Y, Z, you're not satisfied with him, so that's good. So write him a letter and just say that now I have terminated my murid being murid of you, and may Almighty Allah keep us all on the straight path. To become the murid of somebody, the sheikh, the murshid, you must remember the murshid himself, his belief must be correct. He mustn't be a Qadiani or Shia and so forth. Secondly, he must not be intermingling with the woman and shaking hands with them and so forth. Thirdly, you must see he is not there for yu'minuna bil jayb. Instead of yu'minuna bil ghayb, to believe in the unseen, they just use this as fleecing money from their murids and disciples. So that is yu'minuna bil jayb, self-enrichment. So these are the things you need to be very careful about. Shukran indeed. Uh, next question. Uh, ladies say, after 15 years of marriage, Mufti, I don't know what is going on, but I just don't have that spark for my husband anymore. Uh, what can I do? What could it be, Mufti? 
Remember, the shaitan also comes in, and the aim and objective of shaitan is enshrined in the noble Quran. His aim is to cause fragmentation, disunity in the marriage. So my advice to you, sister, will be that what you should do is that read Surah 25, verse 74 abundantly, and that is, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wadurriyatina qurrata ayun. O Allah, grant us as spouses and children that the coolness of the eyes. Read, Ya Wadud, Ya Wadud. You and your husband have a heart-to-heart discussion. Inshallah, when both parties are sincere, all Allah will unite the hearts and bring back the sparks, Inshallah. Inshallah. Shukran indeed. Next question, Mufti has got three points. It says, uh, Salam, what is the best book to read uh, regarding Seerah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? And then uh, the question, SMS also said, and what is Mufti's opinion on Sufism and Salafism? Okay, three-part question. The best book to read on the seerah of Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam. It depends a lot on which languages you know. But anyway, Arrahikul Maktoum in Arabic and translated in English, the seal nectar. So that's quite good. Similarly, if you know English only, then Sheikh Abul Hassan Nadwi's kitab Muhammadur Rasulullah. And if you know Arabic, then Sira or Asira Nabawiya by Ibn Hisham. It is also translated in English. So these are considered as the most famous works on that topic. Regarding Sufism, remember that tonight after Maghrib will be Jumu'ah. So what you should do is read Surah Jumu'ah, Surah 62, verse 2, and then you see what all Allah highlights as the functions of Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alayhim ayatihi that Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had to recite the Quran and teach the Sahaba, the beloved students, to read the Quran properly. We use a key and to purify them. Today people call it the Sufism. The proper terminology in Quran and Hadith is Tazkiyah, which means purification. So that's an integral part of our Islam. We have jealousy, we have pride, we have arrogance, we have greed. So all these things. So we go to the spiritual mentor and then he gives us certain treatment, certain things to read, and then slowly, slowly all these evils are eradicated. So that's very important. Third one, Salafism, these two parts to this question. When we speak of the Sahaba, the Tabi'een, the Awliyaullah, we say that they are the Salaf Salih, our pious predecessors. The four schools, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi, Imam Malik, Imam Ahmad, Rahimahullah, they're all part of the Salaf Salih. So if you mean that, then we got no problem. If you mean what is happening today, Salafism, that people say, no, we don't want to follow any particular school, we will just pick and choose, we're dead against that. Because 80%, 90% of the people are ignorant, they don't know much of the Quran and the Sunnah, then they end up following their base desires, and that we see everywhere in the world where the Salafis are. Have you seen that person who has made his God, his desires his God? And now he goes astray despite having some knowledge. And seals their heart and their minds and everything. So Almighty Allah is teaching us we have to restrain ourselves from our desires. 
and not follow our desires. People who fear standing in front of Allah on the day of justice and they restrain themselves from their desires. For them, Jannah is the resting place. So that is what all Mighty Allah is teaching us in the Noble Quran. Shukran indeed. The voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on uh, the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Uh, remember, you can uh, still send us uh, your questions via the SMS line uh, to the number 47913. It is that easy. Type up your question and SMS it to 47913. We continue with Q&A after this. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Welcome back to Q&A on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and of course continue sending those SMSs to the number 47913. That's your questions to the SMS line 47913. Mufti, um, when visiting someone's cupboard, is there any particular side of the cupboard one should stand when reciting or perhaps making dua? We have what we call Adabu Ziyaratil Qubur, the etiquette and the proper manner, method when visiting the graves. When we enter, we enter with the right foot and we make salam. Assalamu alaikum ya ahl al Qubur. Yaghfirullahu lana wa lakum antum salafuna wa nahnu bil asar. We greet the people of the graves and tell them that, oh, Almighty Allah, forgive us, forgive you. You are the vanguard, the forerunner. You passed away before us and we are on your footsteps. And when we come to our father, mother, who's ever grave, then we come from the feet side. And you know that in Islam, the deceased face and body will be facing the Qibla. So you come and face the deceased face. So it is as though as you are face to face. And then you read Surah Yasin, you read Surah Qul Wallahu Ahad, any Surah from the Noble Quran, and then you make Dua for the deceased. So that is the Adab and the etiquette when visiting the Kubur and the cemetery and graveyard. Shikhan Mufti, next question says, is it permissible to just lick the private part of your husband and retract before he ejaculates? Mufti, would that be permissible? Remember that that will not be permissible because in Islam we have what a law, a principle called Saddu Zari'ah. You know when people start doing these type of things, then you don't know exactly at what point what will happen. And beside the semen, the money, then there is mazi that is discharged. Mazi is the pre-seminal fluid. And according to all the scholars of Islam, the Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanafis, Hanbalis, the pre-seminal fluid, the mazi, who means so that is najis and impure, hence not permissible. Mufti, if one oversleeps for Fajr, when is the correct time to make it after Aisha or when one wakes up? When a person for Muslims Fajr Salat, then for Yuswaliha is a stakeada that you read the Salat as soon as you wake up. So now you slept late or whatever the reason was, 
and now you woke up, so same time you should try and read the Salat. That you wait 10-15 minutes after sunrise, and then you read it according to the Hanafis, according to Shafis, even that straight sunrise time also you can read the Qaza. But anyway, that as soon as you wake up, you go toilet, make wudu, and then you go and perform your Fajr Salat. Indeed, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein here on 91.3 FM. Uh, can Mufti please give what's Mufti's stance on the current issue in France with the people that's been killed there, Mufti? Remember that, that we must take three issues into consideration. These people, Charlie and what have you, that they were really provoking and instigating their people against Islam and the Muslims, the caricatures and the satire and what have you. What were things they depicted and did about Nabi Salam? Allah forbid, Allah forbid, making Nabi Salam naked, Allah forbid, making a turban and a rocket inside and all these type of things. And they called it freedom of speech, expression and so forth. We need to ask the Western media and the Western world one question. When it comes to Islam and the Muslims, then you say that you want freedom of expression, freedom of speech. But how come when a person denies the Holocaust, then they get arrested like Irving and so forth in some countries? So it shows that they have double standards. When it comes to Islam, then their word is there's no holy cows. They use that term. And when it comes to Judaism or some other religion, then they have certain holy cows. Is that not, not hypocrisy? Is that, that not double standards? So that's one question. Second question is this, in a true Islamic state, if a person makes a mockery and Allah forbid, you know, does all these type of things, then definitely the matter goes to the Islamic court and there will be the death penalty and capital punishment will apply. What the brothers did there, Allah alone knows it is them or not, but according to the media reports, they say these are two brothers from Algeria and what have you. So maybe their intention was noble. They want to defend the honor of Nabi Salam, but the modus operandi and the method they did it to go in any country and just take the law in your own hands and start shooting some people and sometimes even innocent people, that definitely is un-Islamic. So if we condemn them, the brothers, then similarly we have to condemn the, the same satire and the same publications for what they did and what they were doing up till now. Yesterday also they did something against Nabi alayhi salatu salam, Allah forbid. So we must remember they also must be condemned and we condemn the Western countries and Western media for their double standards when it comes to Islam, another law, and when it comes to the Holocaust and so forth, so then they apply another law. So that also must be condemned equally. Shukran, indeed, Kim, those SMSs coming to the number 47913. Now, Mufti, does a woman need permission from her brothers, I assume there's no father, if she wants to get married again, or can she take her son as her wakil? Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said his authentic hadith in Tirmidhi Abu Dawood, la nikaha illa bi wali, nikah is not valid except for the permission of the wali. So wali will mean a father. If there's no father, then you come to the son, if the son is elderly and so forth. If there's no son or he's a minor, then you go to the brother. So brother gives permission, so he's fine. So you must take permission, sister. And then, inshallah, there'll be khair and barakah and blessing in that nikah. 
I mean, inshallah, shukran indeed. The voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, the, the program Q&A on The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. We continue after this. Welcome back. We continue now with Q&A on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Uh, going straight into our next question. It says, Mufti, my husband uh, passed away on the 18th of Rabiul Awal. I miss him more and more every day. What can I do to lessen the pain? Obviously, we all know death is inevitable. And your husband was such a good man that you keep on thinking about him. So the first thing, my sister, you need to make dua for him. Surah 59, Surah Hashar, verse 10. رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ Oh, beloved Allah, forgive us. Forgive our brothers. He was your brother in Islam. So forgive our brothers who passed away before us with Iman. So that's the first thing you should do. Second thing, give out charity, whatever you can afford, in cash or kind, one slice of bread, half a loaf, one loaf of bread. So whatever you can afford. And third one is, whenever you read Quran Kareem, whenever you read Nafil, voluntary Salat, and all this will bring a lot of patience and solace to you, because with your good actions, inshallah, Almighty Allah will forgive him, elevate his rank and status, and inshallah, tomorrow on the day of justice you go together into jannah as well so look at the positive sister and that will give you a lot of patience inshallah indeed keep those questions coming via the sms line uh, the number of course uh, 47913 uh, mufti can i salah with my eyes open i concentrate better that way remember to perform salah eyes open that is the proper sunnah of nabi muhammad sallallahu Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the hadith in Bukhari Sharif Perform your salat as I perform my salat To read salat with the eyes closed Remembers against the sunnah and teaching of Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Although permissible for concentration purposes But sunnah to read the salat with the eyes open Next question, if a woman is pregnant and not married, uh, she is seven months already, must she get married immediately or after she gives birth, Mufti? If she's getting married to the person who impregnated her, then she should get married immediately, but the child will still be illegitimate and walladu zina because it's seven months. And in a case like that, that she gets married immediately, the lineage of the baby will go to the mother and not to the father. Obviously, both parties are guilty of a major, major sin. And in that case, there they have to make toba and repent and so forth. If she wants to get married to somebody else beside the person who impregnated her, then it is best for her to wait and give birth and everything, and thereafter the nifas, you know, the postnatal, and then she can think about settling down. She can indeed. Uh, now, Mufti, is selling cigarettes as an income permissible? Definitely the income will be tainted and polluted. There are so many verses one can cite in quote from Noble Quran, 
at random, I'll just take few. Number one, Surah 5, verse number two. ta'awanu wal-udwan. Do not cooperate and assist in sin and transgression. And we know that today that cigarette is a menace to yourself and to society. Second one is people who buy, who sell all these things because they have to buy it from the wholesaler. So, inna al-mubazzireen akanu ikhwan al-shayateen, Surah 17. So, Surah Bani Israel, verse 27, Almighty Allah tells us that those people who are squandering their wealth, they're actually the brothers of shaitan. So, imagine there are strong, strong words that people becoming brothers of shaitan. Then Quran Kareem states that Kulu washrabu wala tusrifu, eat and drink and don't waste, and this definitely it is wasting. So all these are issues which makes it something that not acceptable for us as Muslims. We should not be smoking, not buying, not selling it. Indeed. The next question, Mufti, can Mufti please elaborate on the bow, which is known as the hair of Rasulullah that people display during the month of Rabi'ul Awal. Uh, is it possible that it can be real, genuine, Mufti? Remember, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed the Hajjatul Wida farewell Hajj in the, in the 10th year of the Hijrah. And there, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's hair Mubarak and Bal Mubarak was distributed to the Sahaba. And therefore, the Sahaba say the Hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Sha'aratun ahabbu ilayya min ad-dunya wa maafiya. One one hair of the Master alayhi sallallahu sallam is more beloved to us than the world and whatever it contains. However, today, remember, 90% of this is fake and fabrication. People want to project their own so-called piety, and then they beguile and deceive people. They show them a certain hair and say, this is Nabi alayhi sallatu salam. So 90% of the time, we must not believe in these things. Shikana Mufti, my husband and I are going through a talaq. He cheats and sleeps by and with other women. Uh, he now took her to his father and spoke nicely. I embrace Islam and I feel very betrayed that the father expected uh, or rather accepted the lady in the house while I'm still married. Can Mufti please advise? Obviously, what your husband was doing or is doing is all haram, the cheating and so forth. And therefore, in Islam, in a proper true Islamic country, for adultery, the death penalty will apply because it is such a major, major crime. Nevertheless, now you are going through a talaq, and now he took his spare wheel and to his father's house, and they entertained her, this new one. Definitely what his father, your father-in-law and them did is unacceptable, not permissible. They should be the one to criticize him and tell him that you embrace Islam. He should look after you. You made so much sacrifices and now he's doing all this. It seems as though they are condoning it. So your father-in-law's attitude and so forth leaves a lot to be desired. Anyway, sister, my message to you will be you place your trust in Almighty Allah. Let him give you the talaq and Quran Kareem states, That when the talaq takes place, Almighty Allah will make both parties independent from one another. So you continue leading a pure and a chaste life 
and he will continue with his haram. Allah Ta'ala guide him. But what he did definitely is haram and not permissible. The voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussaini on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And of course, continue taking your questions via the SMS line on the number 47913. That is 47913. And remember, SMSs are charged at 150. Now, Mufti, according to the Shafi'i Madhab, what does it state about someone being pregnant before marriage? Is there a certain month or time during the pregnancy that states that the child will be uh, legitimate or not? According to the Shafi'i, Maliki, Hanbali school, majority scholars state that once the girl falls pregnant and thereafter you get married, then in all situations and cases the child is illegitimate because the usul and the principle Imam Shafi'i, Rahimahullah, uses to have a nasab and have a lineage is a bounty and favor of Allah and that nasab and lineage can only be obtained through halal means. I am the son of Ismail and Halima, my parents are both passed away, rahimahullah. Obviously a marriage took place, then after 5, 10, 20 years I was born because I have other brothers and sisters. So that is what is meant. But here... The couple made a tri-ball. Can you have this tri-ball in the good old days when we play cricket at home or the you know, spaza, not real cricket? So then we play first ball. If you bowl you out, so then you're not out. They call tri-ball. So yeah, this boyfriend, girlfriend started tri-ball. She fell pregnant. And now they want to get married. So that child, there's no blame and sin on the child. But that child will be illegitimate and the lineage will go to the mother. Only Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, from the four schools work with the time period. Imam Abu Hanifa says that after that lady has conceived and fallen pregnant, then they get married from the date of the nikah to the delivery of the baby. If six months or more elapses, then the child will be considered a sabit nasab The lineage will go to the father because the minimum period of pregnancy is six months. So that verdict is only according to the Hanafi school, and majority says in all cases the child will be illegitimate. Shukran indeed. Mufti, while we continue with our questions that we received via the SMS line, it says, can Mufti please give clarity on celebrating Miladun Nabi at the moment of the Prophet because some people say it's an innovation. Remember that Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam's Milad Mubarak, birth Mubarak was considered, is considered, will always be one of the greatest events in human history. However, in Islam, remember, we must not confine it to a certain date or certain time and so forth. Any time of the year you want to speak about the birth Mubarak, Milad Mubarak, Maulud Mubarak, you call it whatever you want to, the Siratun Nabawi, the Bisallallahu's biography, so all that is permissible. However, that there are certain conditions attached to it. There must be no intermingling of male and female. There must not be any musical instruments and so forth. Today, in the name of Siratun Nabi or Mauludun Nabi, you find Kawali, all that is haram, definitely. Or you find videos, you find video taken of the men and women and everybody. How can you take videos of other people's wife and all these type of things and then show it to thousands of people? That definitely is unacceptable. 
Then similarly, we must remember that there will be no missing of salat. Today, people have miladun nabi till so late at night. The next morning, everybody 90%, 80% must fajr salat. So we must remember that there are conditions that need to be complied with. Shukrindi Mufti, uh, we have a sister who's of senior age already, um, and uh, we've just about did everything to make her perform a salah, but up till today, she don't want to perform a salah. What else should we be doing, Mufti? Whoever it is, if it is someone's daughter or someone's sister or whoever, daughter-in-law, and you tried everything to tell her about the important significance of Salat, and she, that lady, or male for that matter, don't want to read Salat, doesn't want to listen, then we, the family, must excommunicate her, don't speak to her, have nothing to do with her. Our deen teaches us, Islam teaches us, Al-Hubbulillah wal-Bughzulillah, we love for Allah's sake and we hate for Allah's sake. We don't hate the person, we hate the action of that person. So for one month, two months, you should do that and tell that person, tell you're not going to read Salat, this is the treatment we will give you. So inshallah, in that way, they will learn the hard way. Indeed. Uh, next question, Mufti. It says, uh, when reciting one of the 99 names uh, on its own, uh, how much one recite it? Like Al-Latif, or do you say Ya Latif or Ya Al-Latif, Mufti? Best is to bring the vocative there. Vocative means the Nida, and you say Ya Latif. Let me give you three examples. Husband, wife, there's conflict and tension and so forth. So read, O oh, husband and wife, Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadudu. So Allah's attribute is Wadud. Ya Allah, bring that spark, bring that love, bring that unity in our hearts, O oh, beloved Allah. Someone's father, mother, some member of the family is ill and sick. Read you, the children, the family members. Ya Salamu, Ya Salamu. So remember, when we read these names and attributes of Allah, don't worry about the number and the quantity, any amount you read. Somebody got a shop or business or job, and now it's gone very quiet. So now no customers, no money. Read, Ya Basitu, Ya Basitu, Ya Basitu. Allah is the Zat and being. Allah increases the risk and sustenance. And Almighty Allah commands us in the Noble Quran, Walillahi al-Asma'ul Husna, Fad'uhu biha. Almighty Allah has wonderful, beautiful names. And call Almighty Allah, Jalla Allah, by those beautiful names. So it shows we should make it a habit, inshallah. Daily we are reading the wonderful, beautiful names of Almighty Allah. The hadith is mentioned in Tirmidhi. Man ahsaha dakhal al-jannah. Who reads or by heart the 99 names of Allah, he enters jannah. And Allah commanding us to read the 99 names and the beautiful names of Allah. Surah 7, verse number 180, 180, Surah number 7. So there you have it, how you should read it, inshallah. Inshallah. Shukran indeed. The voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on the voice of the Cape. What we're going to do is quickly pay the bills. When we come back, we continue with Q&A and keep those SMSs coming to the number 47913. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape.
Welcome back uh, to the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. We continue now with the Q&A, taking your questions via the SMS line 47913. Uh, next question, Mufti, it says, I have a sister. Oh, not. I don't have a sister. Uh, it says, uh, Mufti, I'm married for 40 years. My husband treats me as uh, if I'm his maid. He uses our two sons, age 26 and 24, as an excuse for me to cook. Do I have to cook? I'm 63 years uh, old, full of aches and pain. I don't always feel um, the same and feel well. What can I do, Mufti? Obviously, what your husband is doing is un-Islamic by treating you as a maid. You need to show him the Quran Sharif, what Almighty Allah tells the husband and instructs the husbands to do. Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 19, وَعَاشِرُوهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Oh, husbands, treat your wives with love, equity, and respect. How you want your son-in-law to treat your daughter, we should be treating our wives like that. You're married now 40 years and so forth, sister, so you are 63 years old, so you need to tell your husband and your sons as well that either they can hire a cook or they can buy food from outside, more so when you are ill and sick and so forth. It is not your duty that daily you must cook the food and everything according to their taste. When you are old, when you are ill and sickly, you are just doing them a favor, and they are not showing gratitude and thankfulness. Rather, they are just taking you for granted. So you should make your stance known to them. Islam stands for justice everywhere. Now, Mufti, if my deceased father didn't have a will and there is wealth and belongings which are inheritance, but nothing of being issued out, what should I do? Do I leave them or take further steps? Can Mufti please advise? This is a three-part question. Number one is a person passed away intestate. Intestate means a person passed away without a will. So that's the first thing that went wrong there. Dear listener of Voice of the Cape, my dear brothers and dear sisters, make sure it is wajib and compulsory for us to have our wills. Where there's a will, there's a way. And where there's a will, there's is. So make sure we have our will. Secondly, the is now. For example, the husband passed away, so the wife or the father passed away, then the wife, meaning his wife, the mother there, should be called mother for the children, and the children all should have a meeting. And then you get a person who knows of inheritance, and then you say this is what the Quran states. Let's take an example. Husband passed away, he left a wife, and then he left three sons, and he left one daughter. So the wife's share will be 12.5%, and that is one-eighth. And then the seven shares left. So for each son, there'll be two, two, two shares of the remainder, the residue, and one share for the daughter. So it shows that the mother's share, the wife of the deceased share, 12.5%, the daughter's share, 12.5%, and the son's share will be 25, 25, 25%. So that is how you have to do it. You cannot do it arbitrarily or unilaterally. So all that is haram. These are Quranic shares, which all my Allah has stipulated and highlighted in the noble Quran. And therefore, if they are not doing it in that manner, then you, son or daughter, who sent in this question, my advice to you, tell them you take them to court, and if you want the Islamic shares, then you just send me an email, and then we will draft it out for you and send it to you. We did that for many people, and you can use it in court as well. 
Inshallah, shukran indeed. Mufti, and then of course, uh, uh, to the listeners, we don't give out Mufti's number, so you're more than welcome, whatever issue or question you have, to SMS it to us, to the number 47913, so that you can get some advice, inshallah. This question, Mufti, can Mufti please uh, say whether it is permissible for a Muslim to be in the Coons minstrel and jump up and down like a clown, Mufti? No, definitely not. You know, in the good old days, people then, they used to come out from the prison or they used to come out from slavery. So they had this one day to do all their tricks and all these things. So remember, we are Muslims. We must not confuse ourselves with all this type of un-Islamic things. So definitely to jump around like a clown and to dress like a clown and be a clown even for one hour, one day, definitely not permissible in Islam. Almighty Allah gave us Dinul Islam and we should not go and degrade ourselves to the level of clowns and coons. Mufti, my husband, I have a child with his ex-wife before we got married. Now we have two kids in our marriage. This woman said that I'm trash now and my husband wants me to forget what she said and that uh, he's always so defensive def- in her defense and always say, <coughs> sorry, that uh, I'm the wrong one. Uh, this lady, can her mother be rude to me? And he tells me if I'm fat, uh, should I just accept this, Mufti? What should I do? Obviously, the way your husband is speaking and treating you is haram and not permissible. I just mentioned the verse now, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 19. And secondly, now he's feeling his guilt because he had an affair with the other lady. Now he's venting his anger and everything with you and so forth. So it is a sign of his guilt, and now he's trying to look at faults in you. Thus you call the blame game. He wants to blame you for all his mistakes and problems. Brother, you need to come to your senses, appreciate your wife, and the wrong you have done. Remember Quran, Karim states, وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ When calamities befall you, it is because of your own deeds, your own actions. You should appreciate your wife and look after your children and the haram and affairs and all that make tawbah and repent to Almighty Allah. Mufti, I grew up without a father. My marriage also didn't work out. And now my son also have a separation problems with his wife. Uh, is that history is repeating itself? Is this a curse? What salah and surah can I decide to help my son? I'm fasting today to break this misfortune, Mufti. Almighty Allah, Jalla my dear sister, Allah make it easy for you. For your beloved father who passed away, read Surah 14, verse 41. Surah 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse 41. Rabbana filli waliwalidayya walil mu'mineen ayoma yaqumul hisab. Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me. Forgive my beloved parents, provided they passed away as Muslim. And the believers, yoma yaqumul hisab, the day the accountability is established. Regarding your marriage, you say it did not work out. So remember, if you want to get remarried, then read Surah 25, verse 74. Abundantly, daily, read two rakat salat. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurata ayun. Your son's marriage is on the rocks. He's in the docks and he might be giving talaq on the verge of giving talaq. If there is any hope and glimmer of hope of reconciliation, you as a beloved mother should tell your son, don't write the talaq out, don't utter the words. Quran Karim says, reconciliation is the best. 
But if things have reached such a level that they cannot reconcile, then tell him to give one talaq only and not three talaqs, though to do is things in a proper Islamic perspective and manner. And then, inshallah, whatever is best for him, then he must decide, you as a mother continue making dua. My final message to you, mother, and all brothers and sisters who find themselves in this type of dilemma, Never lose hope in the mercy of Allah. La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Never become disillusioned. Never become disappointed in the mercy of Allah. Read the du'a Nabi Musa alayhi salam, Nabi Harun alayhi salam made. Wa adakhilna fi rahmatik. Oh Allah, include us in your special mercy. Indeed, O oh Allah, you are the most merciful one to show mercy. So that is what you need to do, dear mother. Shikam Mufti, and then I've heard that the Women's Legal Center are again trying to push the Muslim marriage bill through Parliament. Should Muslims be supporting this? We'll get a comment for this lady. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back uh, to the airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape, and of course we are into the last uh, few minutes of our program. We could question we posed Mufti before the break. It says, uh, Mufti, I've heard that the, the Women's Legal Centre are again trying to push through the Muslim Marriage Bill through Parliament. Should Muslims be supporting this? This is not from today. Many times in the past also the Women's Legal Centre and other groups wanted to try and uh, push this through. We oppose it totally. And if you want the book and all that on this topic, in fact, the ulama, I was the one to sign it and send it to the president. Alhamdulillah, we oppose it totally because, remember, there are certain clauses there definitely against Islam and Islamic teaching. Therefore, it is not permissible to support them or any group who are pushing for it currently. Shukran indeed. And we say shukran to everyone for SMSing us and sending in the questions this evening, Mufti. Unfortunately, we just have two minutes for some beautiful very good Bismillahirrahmanirrahim we all know the world's media's attention is on Paris and France our message is O Muslim Ummah wherever you are remember do not let people distort Islam and the message of Islam we are peaceful people but you need to look at the actions of other people as well and then make a fair assessment and not just condemn one party as I mentioned in the Q&A so we must present Islam in its pristine purity Two, remember the Shias last week this week Allah forbid so many videos and they had dancing they said Aisha Finnar, Abu Bakr Finnar, Allah forbid that they cursing Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha and Sayyidina Abu Bakr remember any person who speaks against and say Hazrat Aisha is in Jahannam and the hellfire or Sayyidina Abu Bakr is in the hellfire such people are 100% kafir and out of the fall of Islam and third message is 
days in Rabiul Awal, many places they have Milad. Remember that the Milad must not be confined to only Rabiul Awal. Our message must be for all times, all places. We take inspiration from Mustafa Sallallahu's teachings. So don't confine it to one month and one week and one day. It is a global message for all time and all places. Barakallahu feek. Shukran jazeeran. And we thank you, Brother Muhammad Zain and the entire team of Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Indeed, Allah protect uh, and uh, guide you. Mufti, shukran, of course, for your wonderful service that you are doing for the people of Cape. Today, Islam, assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh. Well, that was Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Of course, uh, that concludes the Q&A this evening here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And of course, uh, we thank each and everyone for sending in your questions and of course uh, your SMSs. But more importantly, for you for listening to 91.3 FM. Up next, hopefully, uh, yes, indeed, we're going to Paul. I think it was, will be Bita Talib Samai that will be taking over from Paul, inshallah. And of course, uh, thereafter, we'll break for Maghrib. And then, of course, we'll bring you the live thikriya on the Voice of the Cape. Until the next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi. Wabarakatuh.